There is a crazy video circulating in the trucking world this week. There is? Yeah, I mean, when I say crazy, I don't know if I told you about it the other day, but I had seen this video before it broke. Literally, it was like on the local thing out in, I think, in Ohio, where this driver, and he was, he was a, a, I'm pretty sure it was a Western Express driver, had a, uh, he had a mud flap, I guess a missing mud flap, cops attempted to pull him over. And so <laughs> he doesn't, he refuses, I guess. I don't know. They, it, they didn't really go into too much of that, but so they start, you know, lighting up the lights and they're trying to pull him over and they get the stop sticks out and they pull him over and he complies. Seriously. Like this wasn't like where, you know, the guy refused to get out of the truck. He was driving like all over the road, wrecking people just supposedly. And I actually heard another story where they were saying that he didn't realize they were trying to pull him over at first. Okay. So, but that's here nor there. This isn't really where the story's crazy. All right. So, the cops surround the truck, and they say, they start giving him commands. Get out of the truck with your hands up. You know, typical. Mm-hmm. Okay, turn around. Walk backwards, right? Meanwhile, the canine unit pulls up, and you can see them pull up on the other side of the divider, Right now, the divider was the median is like a grass. It's not like a concrete divider. So the guy gets out. And he's got this Malinois or German Shepherd or whatever. It's a, one of those hyperactive, crazy. You know, if that dog comes after you, you're gonna lose flesh. Mm-hmm. Looking type of dog, right? And um, so they have the guy get on his knees, and his hands are up. And the dogs looks at, you know, the guys, you know, you know how the canine cop, it's almost like it's a canine cop's dream to go get him, Vito, right? And, and just to see the terror in a guy's eyes, because I know if you sick the dog on me, I am going to try to defend myself or I'm going to jump on something because I know what a dog can do. Even, listen, even if the dog grabs onto you to hold you down, you're getting stitches probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's other cops at the scene. The man's on his knees. His hands are up. And you can hear this sheriff that was on scene clearly say to the dog handler, do not release that dog while the man's hands are up. And what does he do? He released the beast. He released the beast, and this dog gets on this guy, and it sounds like, I mean, it goes through you. You know, when it, when a dog grabs onto somebody, I don't care how, I've seen men where it took five cops to take him down, but when a dog gets on that guy, he sounds like a, a kid getting a, a whipping, and he he's horrible, and it is terrifying listening to that guy scream. And what happens next? You see this female cop walking away with her hands over her eyes. Like, oh my God, this is killing me to even see this. Cops are screaming, get that dog off him. And it is just pandemonium. I'm serious. And then, you know, finally then, CDL Life got a hold of it then and, and, 
and like everybody got a hold of it. Anyways, yesterday the news came out. They had they had put this cop on administrative leave, which means you're getting paid, right? Anyways, they finally fired the cop. Good. I say the same thing. I don't care. You can, And there's some people that will go, well, you know what? He should have stopped in his big truck. He's a criminal because he didn't stop. Oh, okay. There's a point where you go, I surrender. Doesn't mean... You ever notice... And I'm not trying to put good cops down because it was clear that there were some good cops on that scene. Mm-hmm. The woman looked like she was ready to cry. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that poor man just got torn up. And, and, the, and, the, and the one sheriff was screaming, get that dog off that man. I mean, so there's clearly some good cops on the scene. But that cop is the, the bad cop was, is the reason why people don't trust cops. It's true. It's true. It's, it's the same reason why the motoring public don't trust truckers because they're the one bad trucker mm-hmm. that might cut you off or ride your right. ass. It's always that one that makes the rest of them look bad or even three that make hundreds look bad. It's always that there's always going to be someone that ruins it for the rest. Right. So this guy is clearly a, a perfect example of an untrained officer. What's really sad is... He's a, he's, his attitude or whatever his reason for doing it is, was very unprofessional because even if he thought somebody said, release the dog, you have a set of eyes yourself. You can see this, uh, you can see that this cop is, or not this cop, but the trucker, which is the suspect, suspect, he's on the ground with his hands up. So even if you thought somebody said, release the dog, you got a set of eyes yourself. You can clearly um, decipher, okay, and 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 look at it in one second and go, well, he's complying, okay. I don't feel comfortable releasing him when I see that he's actually doing what you're asking him. Right, we can see his hands. He's not doing anything wrong. Well, I'll tell you what, that man, I hope he sues that, that, that police station for a lot of money. I hope. That, I agree. I do. I hope he gets a, a big paycheck. He, he, could, he could go right after the cop, too, because for civil... You know, because of the injuries that he res- retained. I mean, there's there's a lot that he could probably do. And well, he's probably gonna. I hope he gets his due justice. Absolutely. Is I- that the the same video that Justin sent us? Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, we've got you know people sending sending us videos. I think somebody did send the video. I think it was Justin. And and I had already, like I said, I had already seen it. You know, but I appreciate when people send that stuff in, mm-hmm. which is. You know, we thank you guys for sending in stories and pictures. In fact, Justin sent that, so we'll credit Justin. And then we've got other people sending us stuff about yellow, which we'll be talking about here in mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, so, you know, what it comes down to is, you know, I, I, something else that I noticed on, and, and I don't mean to go wishy-washy here, but going back to this story for a second, when the, when the guy released the dog, the dog went for one of the cops, <laughs> well, it didn't get to the cop, but it was headed towards the cop because the dog was confused as to who am I supposed to like attack. So then the cop gave it some French command, which means bite. So it was like you're commanding your dog. You not only release it, now you're commanding you 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 made sure hey Vito or whatever over this way to the suspect, and then he said some French name, which means bite, right? And uh, 
that's when the poor man, he's just on his knees, and now he's getting attacked by a dog for no reason at all. And he was complying. And people always wonder, why don't people just comply with the cops? Well, a lot of times that's why. You've got a, a bunch of people surrounding you with guns, okay, and sometimes dogs. And the worst part that I ever see on it, what these cop scenes are with him, I'm going to tell you. Tell me. The worst thing that I see is the screaming. I mean it. Get on your hands! I'll blow your freaking brains out all over your truck! And we'll use Uzis and hand grenades. We're going to kill you. I mean, they confused the crap out of the guy. You remember that one in Arizona where the guy was in a hotel room and he was, he was like, guy was crying, almost peed his pants. He's, and they, they're telling him to, to, to do all kind of stuff. Crawl on your knees and, and cross your legs. Put your hands on your head. You may get shot. Do the dance. Do the Irish jig. Simon says, don't do this. Don't do that. If you make one wrong move, we're going to blow you away. And they ended up killing the guy because he stumbled while he was moving forward, you know, on his knees. It's like the screaming that these cops do, they start flipping out at these guys in the most dramatic way, which probably triggers this high anxiety in the bad guy. Now, I'm not saying I feel sorry for bad guys. I'm just saying a lot of times I believe the cops create, they elevate the situation instead of saying, hey, listen, we got you. Even on Bugs Bunny, remember they go, hey, we got you. You're surrounded. There's nothing you can do. You might as well give up, right? They didn't flip <laughs> out, right? We got you, Capper. But I'm just saying, seriously, you know, maybe maybe the, and again, there was a lot of good cops on the scene. And those, and you want to know what those good cops were doing? They weren't screaming. They weren't flipping out. They weren't panicking. It was a very, it was not a elevated scene until the one cop that wanted to elevate the one with the dog. The one with the dog, you know. You you you've you've got to learn to I think handle situations more professionally. And don't get me wrong, sometimes somebody does need to be yelled at, but in most cases, come on guys, stop the screaming. That's, that's I agree. I, I can't stand the screaming period. No matter what the situation is, screaming only makes me want to block you out. Well, I'm just saying, in every cop situation that I've ever seen, you get a guy in a car. They're afraid to get out of the car. Why? Because you're already screaming. I'm going to tell you something else. If you ever look at a lot of these bad guys after, you know what I mean, these cops get so pumped up because of a police chase or whatever the case is, when they show the guy later on his mugshot, he's got a swollen eye, his ears all bloody, he's got blood all over his shirt. That's because they kicked the crap out. They kick his ass. So the the bad guy already knows I'm getting taken down. Now just imagine this too, also. Think about this. You know you did something wrong, you're willing to comply, but now you got this screaming cop outside pointing a gun at you, right? And you already know that the road is probably 120 degrees, right? And so you know I'm about to get face-planted no matter what in most cases. They're going to take you down and they're going to face. So everybody's already scared of the situation is all I'm saying. It's not good. It probably needs to be handled better. And I believe good cops do handle it better. That's all I'm going to say. Some people may write in and disagree and say, oh, you're, you're feeling bad for the bad guy. I don't feel bad for the bad guy. I just know that you can make it worse when you start elevating 
people's anxiety. I get anxiety watching it. <laughs> Just I like, get the anxiety listening to you watch it. I, I, I had, <laughs> I, I hate when you watch them shows. I do. I had anxiety it, for that guy when the dog started biting him. He's screaming like he's about to die. And the dog, you know what a dog does when they grab you? They shake their head. Right? So the poor guy got, you get this big giant set of teeth on you, and not only did it clamp down, now it's gone. And you're like probably losing flesh by the quarter second. So, yes, I did feel bad for that trucker. Yes, he should have not, you know, he should have complied when the lights came on to pull him over. Yes. Well, I mean, honestly, most truckers are looking in their mirrors often enough. They should have seen the lights. And again, I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that. That's not even actually the question. The question is why that cop left the dog go and attack. Right. That's the, that's the problem. I mean, because we can go back and go, well, he initiated, the, the, the trucker initiated by no. not stopping. He, he did, Maybe he initiated having more than one cop come to the scene and initiated a little chase. But when he got on the ground and had his hands up and he surrendered, he didn't initiate then for the dog to attack him. That's the question. See, what happens when you're chasing somebody, testosterone goes through the roof, right? So then all of a sudden the bad guy goes, okay, you got me. It, the testosterone on the pursuers is still going, and they tackle you, billy club you, dog you, whatever they have to do because they need to unleash a little bit of that testosterone. I'm just saying it's very true. Yeah, but they're professionals. They shouldn't be unleashing it on a, at that point, and, and, surrender to victim and all you suspect. All you people out there listening to me, you know that I advocate for the good trucker, for the good cop. I literally am all for good cops. I'm all for good truckers, but I'm also against the bad ones. And that guy was clearly in the wrong, clearly. And I hope that trucker gets his payday. I mean that, Ruthann. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, let's take a break. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following. New Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. Hey, drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truck 
parkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Thank you. All right, so we're back. We had a, uh, a kind of a reminder, a Robert Bell wrote into the show, and he is a school bus driver. And he just wanted to remind all you drivers, he wanted us to remind you that school is starting. You know, believe it or not, in, uh, um, in a lot of your southern states, um, the beginning of August is, is usually for school. Remember when we went to school in Pennsylvania, Ruth Ann, when we were younger, it was like mid-June when you got out, and it, you didn't start back up till almost September. Well, yeah, you started back up after Labor Day. Right, it was after Labor Day. But in a lot of states, this guy's from Arizona, Robert Bell, and he wrote in, and he, and he basically said, just want to remind everybody that school season is, is now approaching, and in some states it's already here. And so just be careful when you see the big yellow, gigantic thing in front of you with the flashing lights. And he not only wanted to remind truckers, but everybody that listens to the show, be mindful, and it is illegal to pass a, a red flashing lights on a school bus, guys and gals, if it is a non-divided highway. So be very careful if you are, you know, in a hurry and you see red lights on a bus. You could hurt or kill a child and you don't want that on your conscience. That's all I got to say about that, Ruth. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. You know, there's something I want to talk about. And it was funny because I was talking to a... Uh, a carrier this week and we were, we were just BSing, you know, some people that we know. And he was telling me, he said, it's so funny. And, and this was, he said, this happens a lot with a lot of your Chicago companies. Okay. And, and it's not just Chicago companies, but small, smaller carriers that aren't compliant. He said, we, we had this driver that they were trying to hire. Right. And so the company is sending, um, reference, you know, uh, what do they call them? Uh, the verification, employment verifications over. And what, what they do is you sign the release as a driver and then they send obviously employment verifications to your past employers and DOT. Okay. States. And I have it right here. Ruthann, believe it or not, I have it right here. Let me pull it up here for a second. It says um, the rules of addressing previous employer requirements are at 40 CFR part 391.23 and state that they must respond within 30 days of when they, the request was received and keep records of the request and response for one year's. If there is no safety performance history report, meaning they didn't work for you, right? It says the carrier is still 
obligated to respond confirm, confirming such data does not exist. So even if you as a carrier, now I'm talking, just so you guys know, I'm talking to you carriers because this is a little alarming when I heard, okay? Um, even if you a, an employer did not work for you and a trucking company sends you a request, you are obligated within 30 days to send back to that carrier that you they did not work for you. And you are also uh, obligated for one year to keep record of that transaction or that, you know, uh, uh, interaction rather. Okay. So it says some may confuse the requirement that carriers must complete the previous employer investigation within 30 days of hiring a driver, but that 30 days starts at the date of hire, not the date of application, which is often when a driver signs the form allowing a carrier to contact previous employers. What they're saying is that's another rule. There's another CFA, FMCSA rule, Ruthann, where you have 30 days after you actually hire a driver to complete these requests to, you know, to make sure that they do have the experience and that they were a safe driver, didn't fail drug screens, all other good stuff. But the actual employers that you worked for in the last three years are obligated by law within 30 days of receiving a request to say, yes, Joe trucker worked here and no, he didn't have accidents, or yes, he did have accidents. And here's the accident. Was it a DOT-related accident? Was it was it preventable? Was it non-preventable? Did he fail or refuse a drug screen? Uh, where did he drive? What kind of trailers did he drive? This is all obligated and by law that you must complete. And here's what this carrier told me. He said, yeah, we've, we were trying to get this one carrier in Chicago to verify this man's employment because he had been there for a couple years. And they said, finally, at the end of the week, they got, a rec- they got the verification back saying, we don't know this driver even ever worked for us, right? Well, at the same time, the driver literally provided 1099 and paychecks from the employer. From that same guy? Showing that they the, the, the driver actually showed paperwork on the same day, finally. He found his 1099s and his pay stubs showing that he actually did work there. So I said to the carrier, I said, why don't you call that carrier back and send over the 1099s and go, hey, why are you lying? Mm-hmm. You know, so... My message to, you know, you smaller carriers, and I don't care if you're American or foreign, and don't use the excuse you don't know the language either. I don't really care about that, Ruthann. I'm not joking about this. Okay, that's a bunch of BS. Some of these Chicago companies have five, six, seven DOT numbers. Trust me, you guys don't even realize the trouble you could get in and probably will get in eventually. Yeah, it all catches up. They're just stupid. But anyways, really, my message to you guys is this. And my message is, if somebody worked for you, have the decency to verify it to the new employer. In fact, the, you know what the carrier told me? He said, the guy hadn't even worked there in a year. So for this carrier to just go, no, we don't know him. He never worked here. It was just... That was laziness because he didn't want to look at the information. Right. It's You guys are actually required to... Re- 
to retain reports and file this stuff. So I'm here to tell you it's going to catch up with you. And drivers, if I was you, I would be checking the ratings of these carriers. There's a lot of these carriers, Ruthann, that are horrible. And drivers only go there with the promise of making more money. Guys, don't go to a job just because you think you're going to make more money. You go you go working for these small carriers, Ruthann, and and they won't verify you even existed when you go to leave there. And I'm going to tell you something right now, right now with like no freight hardly in the industry. What's happening is guys that failed drug screens aren't getting jobs. They, there's like hardly anybody taking SAP drivers, okay? Mm-hmm. Guys that abandon trucks that say, F you, come get your truck. Guys that have a bunch of abandonments on the record. Those guys are literally right now, I'm going to give the date, okay? We're still in July. It's the end of July, 2023. Today's July 29th, okay? Just so everybody knows the time that we're in, because somebody may listen to this podcast in six months and go, oh, well, it's not that bad right now. Well, it's bad right now, July 29th, 2023. And drivers, these trucking companies that I'm talking to, they're telling me that truck drivers are calling them these guys on ads from like six months ago. Most most driver employment ads last about 24 hours, Ruthann, and then nobody gets calls off them. It's mm-hmm. the truth. There's guys that are aver- they're advertising for drivers in Atlanta, and people from Pennsylvania are calling them. So that tells you. Here's the other thing. Truck drivers right now, Ruthann, the bad ones. Now, the bad ones, they're calling trucking companies, and they're saying, hey, I'll even do New York City. You hear that? They're saying, I'll even do New York City. Uh, are you hiring? Well, you know you're in bad times when truckers ask if they're hiring, if you're hiring. Mm-hmm. So people that abandon trucks, fail drug screens, have a bunch of tickets, have a bunch of accidents, or have more than five, six jobs in the last three years are not getting jobs. And also, drivers that are working for these small shit companies, okay, some of them are in Chicago, some of them are in wherever, okay, the ones that won't verify... If they can't verify your record because trucking companies are not desperate right now for, for, for drivers, if they can't verify you, you're not getting a job. So my, my whole point is if you go to work for one of these 5, 6, 7, 20, 30, 40, 50 truck companies that have a shitty reputation, okay, when you leave there, you may be a ghost in the industry because they may say, we don't know. They never worked here. And therefore, you can't get a job because now nobody can verify that you actually have experience in the last one to three years. I would definitely suggest that you keep record when you go to these small companies. Try and show some kind of proof that you've worked there because if not, you're going to end up having, you know, if this driver didn't have proof by having the 1099 and some other stubs, there'd be no proof that he worked for that company for a year. That's a year of your time. That, that's a lot of legwork then to try and come up with it. So if you're even thought of going to any of these companies and, and thought you'd just give that chance, keep that proof. Here's the other thing. You may have 1099s proving that you work there, but your 1099s doesn't say driver. Exactly. And your 1099s don't show your drug and alcohol results. Uh-uh. Okay. And your 1099s don't show if you had any incidents or accidents. So therefore, trucking companies are more afraid to hire you uh-huh. without 
when a trucking company isn't willing to verify your experience, the next ver- the good carriers are afraid to hire you because they don't know if you had accidents that aren't on your record. You may have had four or five, six, seven little, I mean, I've seen drivers with you with five, six, seven stupid backup accidents and scraping poles and doing all this little stupid shit. And, you know, you hire a guy with that many little incidents and he gets into a bad accident, you're going to get sued because you're hiring a guy that's just bumping into everything. Mm-hmm. So that's why these carriers will not hire you if your last couple employers won't verify you work there. So don't work for those crap companies. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't care if it's American or foreign or whatever. Look for these companies that at least have a good reputation, at least a decent reputation. See, that's what they, I mean, honestly, the FMCSA has been trying to help drivers with this type of situation by putting so much regulation on the companies to where, you know, the little ones, these crappy ones, you know, first it was doing doing with the paper logs. So they came up with the ELD so that the drivers, you know, can't be abused by illegally running by these companies you know yes it's a pain in the butt sometimes and these drivers are 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 feeling like it's a pain but they're still trying to help you out same with these companies like this these foreign companies or or these companies that are are not completely legit going by all the rules and regulations fmcsa still wants to try and help you out by by protecting you that's why the bigger companies don't want to deal with that kind of company, you know, employee that was with those companies when they when they can't show proof. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I know a company right now that has about 500 trucks, and I could, I could, if I can get the director to come on our show, I'd love to. He's a really nice guy, but he'll tell you as soon as he gets, because he gets like eight. Are you ready for this? Over seven to eight thousand applications every month. That's a lot. That's a lot. And they only hire maybe 50 drivers in a month. That's not a whole lot of drivers to hire for a 500 truck company, but that's really all they need. Okay. Because you have people that get fired, people that retire, people that quit, whatever, every month and you have to replace them. Well, he'll tell you, because he's told me, he said, as soon as I see a driver that worked for no name companies... They already lose. They already lose their interest in that driver. He says, "We'll go ahead and make an effort to verify." He says, "But ninety-five percent of the times, those companies that you never even heard of," he said, "those little small companies out of Chicago and out of the East Coast or wherever they're at," he said, "every single time we'll send the verification over there, and boom, we won't get crap back." It's almost like you know FedEx contractors. Okay, drivers that are coming from these FedEx contractors. Those FedEx contractors are another one. As soon as they see FedEx contractors, they already know they're not going to, they will not return. You know what? I say to these carriers that are not getting these verifications back from these contractors and these small companies, keep reporting them to DOT. Report them. Just if everybody would keep reporting the bad companies, DOT will come in there and audit and they will eventually get in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's really what you need to help them comply by getting their ass in trouble. That's all I can really say. So realistically, guys and gals, I know some of you have messed up and you got to go with those little crap companies, but be careful of which crap company you take because a lot of those little small companies, and if you're a good company, like some some guy might be listening right now Ruthann, with 10 trucks, and he might be going, listen, I take care of my employers. My checks are always on time. I'm DOT compliant. I always handle my verifications. I do everything. Well, you're not the guy I'm talking to then. Right. 
I'm not, I don't, I, you're fine. I, I'm, you're, this isn't pointing at you, so don't take offense. But if you're a guy that literally doesn't think that you have to be compliant and play by the rules, you're an idiot, first off. And I hope you get shut down eventually. I'm just saying. Anyways, Ruthann, moving on, moving on, moving on. Moving on. Okay, so last but not least, the gigantic elephant in the room, Yellow Freight. Dun, dun. Okay, you know, we're hearing that they're possibly going to be filing for bankruptcy on Monday. They're laying off like insanity. They've got 30,000 drivers, Ruthann. Now, I'm just going to read a little bit of this article. It says, after years of financial struggles, Yellow is reportedly pre- preparing for bankruptcy and seeing customers leave in large numbers, heightening risk for future liquidation, while no official decision has been announced by the company. It says... They're going to bankrupt. Um, they actually took, a, during COVID, they had a $700 million pandemic error loan, okay, which, of course, they've only paid back like maybe $100 million. So they're going to be filing for bankruptcy, it looks like, this coming Monday. Um, it says they used to be called YRC. Now they're, They used to be called Yellow a long time ago, and then they went to YRC. Now they're back to Yellow. But anyways, it says their Nashville, Tennessee-based company has some 30,000 employees, and uh, it's a big union company, all right? And, you know, the supposedly the uh, pensions weren't being paid and blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of trouble going on. A lot of terminals are being shut down. People, if you go and read up on it, it does look like there isn't much hope for this company, Ruthann. But I'm going to tell you, just like a forest fire, what happens when the fire burns through a, f- a forest? What do you see about a week later? You see new growth. You see new growth. You see stuff growing up. And I'm here to tell you, right now with the the shape the United States is in, with lack of freight, twenty to 30,000 drivers and maybe possible ten to 30,000 loads extra a day coming into the freight will be good for the economy if yellow... And a lot of people right now are going, what are you, crazy? You want to see yellow shut down? I don't want to see anybody shut down. But guess what? Right now, it could be a good thing for the rest of the economy. People are probably thinking I'm crazy, but it will definitely produce a lot more freight for those that don't have any. And companies that aren't handling their business correctly need to go out of business anyways, Ruthann. I'm telling you, if you're not handling your business right, I don't think you deserve big, giant bailouts. Remember when they bailed out Chevy and Dodge? I don't think Ford needed a bailout. I think they were the ones that did not take a bailout. Chevy took a big bailout back in like um, when the bubble burst and or General Motors or whatever the case is. The government bailed them out and saved all the jobs and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's all well and good, but they don't bail out the little guy. You know, the government doesn't bail out the small companies, Mm -hmm. but they bailed out this big company because they thought the economy was going to get hurt, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? You you knock 30,000 yellow freight drivers out, it's going to suck. I I don't want to see any drivers lose their job. Do you? No, and these are um, union-based drivers too, so it really sucks. You it, know, it if does, they're getting screwed around with their with their pension and all. It does suck for them, but I'm telling you, they will absorb back into the industry. 
and which will allow other union companies to grow, but it will also grow freight bases for other companies because mm-hmm. it says there's a lot of customers leaving Yellow right now. And you, I don't blame anybody. Hearing bankruptcy, we're going to keep stock in this company. Time to get out of here. And right. besides, I got good news for those people that were using Yellow. There's a lot cheaper carriers out there because they charge out the gazoo, Ruth Ann. You wouldn't believe the money those guys make on on that freight, and it doesn't get passed on to the rest of the drivers. So, again, guys, I'm not advocating. I'm not happy to see a company go out of business, but guess what? There's a lot of companies out there hurting for freight. It's going to help a little bit. Um, hopefully these drivers will be taken care of Ruth Ann. Of course, they'll collect a little bit, but they sure won't be calling these regular non-union companies because the money is huge difference. Money is, is definitely a, a huge difference. And I do think, like you said, that it's going to open up a lot more freight for the, for the industry. So, yeah, again, man, I'm not happy to see people lose their jobs, but at the same time, sometimes, Again, bad managed companies and, you know, I, it's not my business, you know, what they're paid, but they are paid a lot. A, a, a Probably a 20-year yellow freight driver in some places is probably making upwards of 40 bucks an hour, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like... 150 grand a year, right. crazy money. Exactly. They shouldn't be getting any more money than the rest of them. So, well, I'm not going to say that. You might say that. All well, I'm all I'm saying is people get what they work for. If, if a man's I, willing to work LTL freight and unload trailers and do what they do to make it, good for them. I'm not. I don't have a problem with unions. I have a problem with the people that are just managing it bad. You deserve to go out of business if you can't handle your business. Yeah. Don't. I don't feel sorry for you. And if you are overcharging customers for hauling their freight and you go out of business, then I don't feel sorry for you. If you're not paying your union pensions and, and you're in trouble with the Teamsters, I don't feel sorry for you. All I'm saying is in really bad times, Ruth Ann, when there's not a lot of freight and you're a company that's paying a million dollars to your drivers and you're charging out the gazoo for freight, and then all of a sudden you can't even pay your loans? Mm-hmm. Seriously? And I was reading a couple times where because they they absorbed like um, Holland and all those other union companies that they had terminals that are like three and five miles apart. So they're manning all these extra terminals and paying millions of dollars you know, to keep all this stuff going when they should have, you know made it streamline i don't feel sorry for you i don't if you're extra spending i don't feel sorry for the company i feel bad for the drivers that are losing their job it ain't their fault you know of course they're gonna take yeah i feel bad for the drivers yeah but i'm glad that the freight could be you know could be having a change Yes. Anyways, we'll see what happens this week, and we'll, we'll report next week. Moving on, and that's really pretty much what I have for the week, Ruth Ann. I know you have a couple things for us. I do. Um, I have what states to visit this time. Um, I wanted to go back because I had done Colorado and California, but there's some things in Colorado that I really would have liked to at least say take a visit to. Okay, what do you got? Um, Raptors Wild in Durango, California, or Colorado. It's a, all the raptor birds, birds of prey. It's a a big sanctuary that you can go and see them. And it's something that I would suggest definitely going and taking a look at. And then there's also one called the Mother Spring. They actually don't know how deep this hot spring is. They know it's over a thousand feet. So I thought that was pretty interesting. In Connecticut, which is my state for this week, 
in Essex, Connecticut, there's a steam train that still operates, and you can go and take a look at it and get a ride on the steam train. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. I like trains. Well, it's an actual steam working steam train, which, you know, now a lot of them, I, I, there's, there's less of them. And that's in Connecticut? Yeah, Essex, Connecticut, and it will take you through the Connecticut River Valley as a little tour, a little trip. So Awesome. I, I, I always like to know if there's truck parking. A lot of times we can't find it if there is, but I'm sure there's a way to park at a truck stop and Uber over to it. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of stuff that you can end up doing, um, parking nearby, and then, like you said, getting a ride over to it. Um, the other thing that I was talking uh, that I would like to tell everybody to go to see is the Submarine Force Museum in Groton, Connecticut. It's the U.S. Navy's only submarine museum, and it's also home to the world's first nuclear sub- submarine. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. And where's that one at? That is in Groton, G-R-O-T-O-N, Connecticut. Do they let you go in the submarine? Yeah, it's a museum. You can go in, walk through, and take a look at all of it. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd love to try that. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. What do you got? Next, I have the word of the day. Oh, yeah? Well, let's hear it. Elon. 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 And it's spelled E with a little apostrophe on it. Mm-hmm. L-A-N. It's French. Yeah, and what does Elon mean? Energy, style, and enthusiasm. It's you're lacking it. <laughs> <laughs> Troy lacks some Elan. Yeah, well, you know, before we go, maybe we should tell everybody, like, what our week was like. Oh, <laughs> it was, it was a busy, busy week. Well, it was, we, we have this little Airbnb on a lake. Um, it's just a little cottage that we rent out and we, you wanted to change the bathroom around. Yeah, I wanted to update the bathroom. I wanted to paint it. And well, we changed update it. We also it had to older. do. Well, we changed the sink, mm-hmm. which was a nightmare. My hat's off to mechanics and anybody that works around tight spaces. You try working between a counter and six inches to ten inches behind a toilet, okay? And try working and getting at moldings and 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 pipings and all of their crap, and it sucks. So anyway, so we finally got the bathroom done Mm -hmm. and we were going to be leaving the next day and we went to um ocala we had lunch and you wanted to get something for our daughter so we came back and as we walk in the door we hear and we're like what the heck is that here the refrigerator fan was going on our 30 year old refrigerator and so then we spent a day looking for a refrigerator and then because the cottage is small, the door is not a big door, we had to take the, the refrigerator new door off just to get this thing in the house. And it was just one thing after another of physical labor. I hated it. He couldn't stand the physical labor. I'm actually exhausted, but it's from everything. <laughs> so. It was. It was insane. So if you guys feel sorry for us, thank you. <laughs> I need my feet rubbed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.